Good morning. It's Friday, May the 8th, and we are reading through the Bible. I'm here each morning to try to encourage you and give you a quick, quick synopsis of what we'll be reading. And we're in 1 Kings chapters 16 through 18. So three Old Testament chapters today. Uh, we've got Asa who is uh, leading and ruling as the king in the south. Remember, we have the split kingdom, 10 tribes to the north called Israel, uh, two tribes to the south called Judah, and Asa is uh, in the south. While we have a series of kings in the north that are discussed leading up to some, I mean, they're all evil, but leading up to a notoriously evil king named Ahab, which you might remember Ahab and Jezebel. More on Jezebel later, but for today we get introduced to all that, the seventh king, a notoriously bad king in Israel. In chapter 17, speaking of bright spots, we have God's man come on the scene. He just kind of pops on the scene here, Elijah. Uh, Elias uh, is one of the spellings, depending on your old translation or our pastor of our San Juan church or my dad's name even, um, Elijah, Elias. That uh, prophet comes on the scene and he is a um, powerful prophet, as you know. I mean, miracles now are coming just by his word. He's calling for a three-year drought as he indicts Ahab. And uh, he goes to that uh, Sidonian woman, the foreign uh, woman, the widow, and her son dies and he brings him back to life and pleads with God to see his life restored to him and it happens. And in chapter 18, uh, we see the confrontation of Elijah with Ahab and then the showdown with the prophets of Baal, surely probably the most famous scene uh, we can think of when we think about uh, Elijah who sits there and mocks the prophets of Baal uh, because they're following a God who is no God at all. So read that. It's a great section, and uh, you'll be familiar with some of the things that you run across here, and the drought is lifted at the end of chapter 18. Now, our New Testament reading, we're reading the rest of John chapter 1. We're in the Gospel of John, and this is where Jesus is called the Lamb of God, which is a rich theological theme. Now, remember, John is not a synoptic gospel. He's giving us a perspective that uh, takes the life of Christ, but weaves the theological importance of it throughout his narrative. And we see him here introduced by John the Baptist as being the sacrificial lamb, as Paul would say to the Corinthians, the Passover lamb who would be slain on our behalf. And so uh, he also calls his first disciples. Nathaniel is approached, uh, you might remember, by Philip and uh, told that the, he'd found the Messiah and told him he was from Nazareth. And Nazareth was just the out-of-the-way podunk part of Israel at that time. And so he says, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And, Nazareth? and of course, Philip uh, memorably replies, uh, come and see. Very simple in the English text, come and see, come check it out which is a good way for us sometimes just to do evangelism. We can hand people a Bible and say, come and see, check it out. See what uh, Christ did, see what the Bible says, or come to good biblical preaching when we're able to do that and say, come and listen to it and see for yourself the claims of Christ. So uh, great text there that uh, I know will be familiar to you as well. We've been in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We've been looking at those uh, community imperatives, the commands that we have to interact with one another, even though they are not, they are not worded as one another's. And uh, we've been in the earlier part of this chapter, but I want to drop down now to uh, the section in uh, verse 20 where it says, Do not despise prophecies. 
prophecies, of course, you got to remember they're teaching New Testament truths without a New Testament. It hasn't been written yet. So all of these churches, and uh, Thessalonians is a pretty early letter in the New Testament canon, they have teachers that are standing up and teaching them, and God has gifted them with a prophetic gift, and they're not just telling the future. That's not the primary thing they're involved in. They're primarily there to elucidate the, the claims of Christ and to exposit and explain what Christ did and the meaning of the death of Christ and the resurrection of Christ. So uh, they were told not to despise those things, uh, which is a word that speaks to someone treating it less than important. Matter of fact, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, it talks about we are uh, the despised things of the world in the minds of the Roman you know, nobility. They look at us and think we're just common people. And uh, that word despised is thinking that it's just to think of it lightly. And the prophecies is the New Testament version, New Testament days version of uh, preaching and teaching. So I put it this way. You got to be a good listener. I like to talk about being an active listener of the preaching of the word. When the word is taught, and of course the teachers today, the pastor teachers are not uh, prophets. They're reiterating prophecy. Uh, that's true, but they are not prophets. And yet they are serving in the role that the prophets did in the early church. And they are to be listened to with intent attentiveness and active listening and receptivity uh, to welcome the teaching of the word. We need to be good Bereans, but we need to have less crossed arms and we need to be leaning forward more and anticipating the good things that come from the teaching of the word of God. So I just put it this way, when it comes to one another, particularly those who teach you the word of God, even those who counsel you biblically, be a good listener. Do not despise what they say. Don't take it lightly, take it seriously. Don't lightly esteem it. Uh, be a good learner of God's word. And that'll be my exhortation to you today. And uh, certainly loved for you to comment. That's always an encouragement. And tomorrow we'll be back with more as we continue reading through the Bible.